Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. When a photo from a tourist at Uluru went viral recently showing a long line of people making their way to the top, it again called into question the behaviour of those who continue to disrespect the sacred site. It's just one of the best things in Australia. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So um, even though you've got to respect, uh, respect uh, what the Aboriginals say, but my thoughts are that uh, you should be allowed to climb it. We actually support them. We pay 25 bucks to climb it. So they'll be happy they can get build a few more houses for them and stuff like that. So, no, nah, I reckon everyone's a winner. Today, we find out the impact tourists are having on the environment and the spirit of the traditional owners as they continue to ignore the pleas of the Anangu people whose ancestors have cared for that place for tens of thousands of years. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have reached Uluru Summit, baby! hey Oh man, three and a half days of waiting, two heart attacks in the way up, and we're sorted. When you travel overseas, being aware of local customs and traditions is basic knowledge. In some places, we know not to drink alcohol, show affection in public, wear shoes inside or wear revealing clothing. We try to adhere to local rules as a sign of respect. But what about when the traditional owners of one of the most sacred sites in the world, whose ancestors were a part of that land for 60,000 years, ask you not to climb it? It seems that one we can conveniently ignore. Recently, a picture taken from the base of Uluru shows a line of tourists making their way up the side of the big, beautiful, sacred rock. To even start that climb, they have to pass a sign that reads, we, the Anangu traditional owners, have this to say. Uluru is sacred in our culture. It's a place of great knowledge. Under our traditional law, climbing is not permitted. This is our home. Despite this, tourists are flocking to the site to get a climb in before it's closed permanently on October 26. When it does finally close, it will end over 70 years of pain and frustration for the Anangu people. Since the 1940s, when a road finally linked Uluru to Alice Springs, tourists have been climbing it. And in that time, people have done things that would see them jailed if it was, say, a church or other religious site. A French exotic dancer stripped on top of Uluru in 2010. Many have had to be rescued for straying off the path, getting lost, injured or stuck. Some have had heart attacks on the climb and controversial football identity Sam Newman even bragged that he'd hit a golf ball off of it. Trevor Lehman is a former guide at Uluru and has seen tourists behaving badly firsthand. Trevor, you many, many, many moons ago did climb Uluru and you did tell me before we started this conversation that had you been educated at the time as a 15-year-old, you would not have climbed it, but however you did... What was that experience like? I mean, it's how long does it even take to get to the top? And can you talk us through why people are even wanting to get to the top? What is it about getting to the top of that? And what does it even look like at the top? 
It takes about one to two hours, depending on your level of fitness, probably longer for some of the elderly to climb, which poses another issue. Another problem is that by the time you get to the top of the rock, and if for any reason you have a requirement to go to the toilet, there is just nowhere to go. One of the issues that I came across when I was speaking to some of my fellow guides was that the top of the rock was sometimes the place that people relieve themselves on. And and this is a topic that's not, not often discussed, I've seen in many of these discussions about why you should not climb. This is another issue on top of everything else, and that is that the material that's left at the top, shall we say, being polite, <laughs> washes down into the local, the water holes at the base of the rock. Now, that has uh, an immediate impact on the wildlife. So basically, people are climbing this without the kind of preparation that someone who would be mountaineering would, for example. So there's no way to them to take the waste back down again. So they whatever they take up there, they're leaving up there and then just wandering back down again. Yep. So now we're yep. hearing right. that more and more and more people are going there now that the closure is just around the corner in October. So we're now adding a whole bunch of trash and rubbish to the side as well as people relieving themselves at the top of the rock. Have you seen tourists around not cleaning up after themselves? Is that usual for that area or is this something that's just coming with the crowds? Well, when I was there, the numbers were manageable and most respected the uh, the side that took the rubbish away. Now it's just horrendous, the number of people that are rushing to try and get to the rock and to climb it before the closure in, in a couple of months. It reminds me of the issue they're having at, at Mount Everest with all the climbers taking their camping gear and rubbish and all that and, and leaving it all behind for someone else to clear up. It's just horrendous. It's also happening here at, at, at Uluru. Chansey Peach is a local member for Namajira in the Northern Territory and is also a proud Aranda and Gurindji man. Chansey, is there any way that you could explain to a non-Indigenous person how this level of disrespect feels to the traditional owners? Yeah, I think when we're talking about Uluru Katajita as a site, I think one of the best ways to often describe it to people is it's like a place of worship for Aboriginal people right across the nation. So I think when you're looking for a comparison, in some aspects, many people would say that it is very similar to you climbing a church or a religious institution, which is completely disrespectful because Uluru is a place of deep cultural and spiritual significance and still plays such a strong role in Aboriginal culture and ceremonial business today. We've heard a lot from tourists who've done the climb or are planning on doing the climb that that's the whole reason they've gone there, that by closing it, it's going to kill off the tourism industry because there's nothing else to do there, in their opinion. What do you say to those people? I just ask them to take a moment to stop and reflect on Uluru because it's not a theme park and certainly not a playground. And the traditional owners have always been supportive of sharing that place with visitors from right across the globe to come and understand just how special this place is to us all. You don't need to climb Uluru to appreciate it and respect it because you can't see Uluru when you're on top of it. From the conversations that we have all the time with visitors who want to talk to the local people, it's always a conversation around, we're certainly not discouraging you from coming here. We want people to come here and and see and experience it. We don't want people to climb it because 
when you climb it, it is connected to the local people. So when you climb it and you cause it harm, you're causing the Aboriginal people in the local area a sense of harm and shame. Is it true that a death on the rock actually is taken very personally by the traditional owners as the custodians of that area? Absolutely. The local people in the area have a sense of responsibility for the rock, for the cultural and spiritual maintenance of the rock, and certainly are very distressed when people pass away after climbing the rock due to exhaustion and being unfit to climb in the first place. There's also a huge sense of sadness when people wander off on top of uh, Uluru uh, and get stuck or fall down, and we have to then look to the emergency service operators to come and help. The Aboriginal people in the local area are very very caring people uh, and they are extremely stressed when they're seeing these large numbers of people coming to Uluru to climb it in the lead up to October 26th. That date, I'm guessing there's quite a few people looking forward to that date. Is there a contingency plan for those tourists who are going to be driving out there expecting to be able to climb it that might be getting a bit angry when they can't? Well, we're certainly looking forward to celebrating that day <laughs> from the local I can community. imagine, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yes, there is. This is the responsibility of places like Tourism Central Australia and the Department of Tourism and certainly voyagers who manage the accommodation facilities down there. This has been a long time coming. This has been in the works for a number of years. So there has been some diversification in the tourism experience can take a Segway around the base of, uh, of Uluru, you can ride a bicycle, you can walk it, you can take a camel to dinner and have the view of, of Uluru in the background, which is quite spectacular. So there has been a number of mechanisms put in place to diversify the uh, tourism experience. And that's something that the traditional owners are very keen to continue to work with everybody to look at how we can continue to diversify uh, the experience. If your argument that you should be allowed to climb Uluru is that the traditional owners used to say it was okay, so why have they changed their minds, you need to remember that back when they said yes, there was a lot of pressure from government and others to do so. All you need to know now is that on this day, in 2019, the traditional owners 100% want it closed. Chair of the Board of Management of Uluru, Sammy Wilson, released a statement about the closure. In it, he says... Over the years, Ananu have felt a sense of intimidation, as if someone is holding a gun to our heads to keep it open. Please don't hold us to ransom. This decision is for both Ananu and non-Ananu together to feel proud about, to realise, of course, it's the right thing to close the playground. The land has law and culture. We welcome tourists here. Closing the climb is not something to feel upset about, but a cause for celebration. Let's come together. Let's close it together. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie. And if you've got a hankering for justice and need to know the truth, True Crime Conversations is a podcast that explores the world's most notorious crimes by speaking to the experts who know the most about them. You can find it in your favourite podcast app. 